These are extraordinary times. Those of you listening to this have never experienced anything like the COVID-19 pandemic. Yet think about this. What we're going through now is not unprecedented. Before anyone who is now living can remember, the world experienced a similar one, the influenza pandemic of 1918. Obviously, times were different back then. There were no computers, internet, social media, or even television. But back in 1918, over 100 years ago, Providence had already been around for 65 years, serving those who are poor and vulnerable. As Providence caregivers today, I'm Johnny Hamilton, and I'm joining Patrick Saya in a conversation about living in these extraordinary times. These are extraordinary times. I actually see them as consequential times. And what I'm looking for is a signal in the midst of the noise, the noise mm. of COVID-19, the noise of the challenge of trying to find an N95 mask, the noise of our frontline caregivers who are maybe in a more vulnerable state than some of our fellow caregivers. And right. we're all coming to this moment right now. And the signal that I see in the noise is a real simple image I came across a few days ago. And it's an image that was taken in 1918. And that's roughly 100 years ago. And it's of our sisters of St. Joseph who were in Northern California in Eureka. And what you can see in this image, I'm looking at it right now in a book that I have called Bold and Humble Love, written by one of our sisters of St. Joseph. And this image shows me courage. It shows me pioneers. It shows me folks who were real, true first responders. Tell me about that. When I see that picture, I see some nuns standing in front, but you see courage. What's the story behind that? It's actually a fascinating story. And even though it's a static image, it has a life to it. And you see these bold, courageous women who purchased a Maxwell Coupe. And they actually shouldn't have done that in that time, in that culture, in that context. It was countercultural for women to own a car, let alone some sisters. And so they took that bold, innovative step, a <laughs> mm -hmm. radical solution to buy an automobile to go where the need was. And what they were doing, you can see in the image right here, they have masks on. They're holding a medical bag. They are going to the literal front lines in the midst of the 1918 influenza epidemic. And to me, I see something that resonates with this idea of courage, this idea of maybe being socially distanced, but ultimately spiritually connected. I mean, this is 100 years ago when the last major pandemic that hit the world happened and Providence was there and answered that call. In order to do so, they went against the regular convention of be nice and let's play by the rules. They were like, no, 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 this is the need. We're going to do what needs to be done. Yeah, they were subversive for sure. And Mother Bernard wrote in quotes, in light of this story, she said, everybody is calling for the sisters. If we just wow. fast forward to backing our way into the present, this present moment, Mm -hmm. I really think that's what's happening at a global scale, especially those within the healthcare world, which includes mm -hmm. you know all of us in our, our health ministry. And it's just fascinating right now to pause and think of our vision, health for a better world. So we hear health for a better world and we say, okay, well, that's the company slogan that this company has, but that's actually been around for over a century and that vision has stayed true. Yeah, I think of this idea of every day is a day of formation. And as I listen to that, I see all of our caregivers on the front line right now, no matter who you are, what you're doing, we all are in this together. I remember a few days ago, I was down at the Irvine office and 
we had a, a building on our campus where someone was infected with COVID-19. And so mm-hmm. that began a conversation about all the buildings on the campus of whether we should remain open or not. And based on some things happening in California from our governor, we ended up closing part of the Irvine office. And I remember seeing someone with a shopping cart, well, one of our colleagues. Yeah. And she had her computer. She had a lot of paperwork and she had all these other uh, technologies she needed to bring home. And it just hit me. We are in a moment of disruption or mm-hmm. in a moment of disorientation. And ultimately, we will get to a place of reorientation. But that's going to take all of us coming together. Just how everyone was calling for the sisters in 1918. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are and what you're doing for, for Providence right now, you are being called just like the sisters were. And everybody's role matters immensely. And everybody plays a part into this. I want to get back to the idea of formation. What does that mean to you and what might it mean to other caregivers? Yeah, great question. When I think of formation, I think of this idea of, of a whole person, of mind, body, and spirit. Some might even call it uh, being a whole human being. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that, no matter what happens on a daily basis, how I eat, how I sleep, how I listen, or, or maybe not listen that well to others, all those moments are deposits of formation that are happening to me. And as I move about, I'm aiding others in their formation. And it could go the other way too. I may approach someone in, a, in an unloving way, but my hope would be that a formation is something that begins to change me on the inside. So from the inside out, I'm beginning to become someone different. And when I really lean into our promise statement, know me, care for me, ease my way, that drives my formation on a daily basis forward, how I approach challenges and conversations and collaboration. It's really about becoming a person. So becoming a person, that's the signal to the noise of all the other stuff that's going around. Yeah. And there's certainly the temptation to just drift along in my formation or Mm. Might I choose to be intentional about that? And for me, at a very personal human level, one of the primary ways I try to lean into my formation is to hit the ground listening. Often people say, it's a crisis. I need to hit the ground running. You just said, Mm -hmm. I hit the ground listening. Tell me more about that. Yeah, that's been a challenge my whole life. I tend to always be a few steps ahead or maybe I'm in conversation with someone or on a team and I'm, I'm trying to think about something a little bit farther down the road as opposed to being present to the moment, present to my fellow caregiver and also present to myself. Mm. Just from a, a broader spiritual perspective, I try to be present to what is holy and what is divine and to ask myself, what am I really hearing? It takes a focus and being attuned not only to yourself, but to others. Some people say, well, it is what it is. And what you're saying is to be active with it, to respond to it, to listen, to see it for what it really is, and then do something from that. Absolutely. And that's a huge challenge for me on a personal level, just in my own humanity. I've had to learn to slow down and to pay attention to what's most important. And you even think of our values, mean what we say or say what we mean. Yes. And it's really about living them out. Uh, When I hear a fellow caregiver, she had shared with me that there are multiple family members that she is connected to that are on a respirator right now because of COVID-19. Wow. But I I have to make that real. I have to really listen to that and believe it. I can't just let it go in one ear and out the other. It has to go in both ears and down into my person, into my heart. And then I can begin to 
feel, you know, it's yes. not, not natural sometimes. Sometimes we get so task oriented and there's times for that. I think some of our frontline clinicians need to be very task oriented right now, but they need to be cared for too, just as much as anybody else. And so how do we begin to slow down just enough to then act out of a place of our promise? Know me, care for me and ease my way. It's not in one ear and out the other. It's in both ears. And then, and then it comes down to your heart. That is an imagery that will last with me that I can hold into conversations that I have on a daily basis. That thing can help me discern the signal from the noise to make sure that I am focused on what I need to focus on and not to get swayed by the noise and the confusion and the anxiety. Yes, that is all still there, but that doesn't have to be my focus at this point in time. I'm in a program for our ministry and leadership formation, and one of our key leaders there made a comment so similar to what you're experiencing right now. It's something I experienced when she said, we can never take a step back, but we can always take a step in. Just in my own self-learning and self-growth and this idea of every day as a formation, I've got to be able to take a step in so I can learn and grow. Yeah, there are things I wish I would have done differently, lessons learned, or this idea of plus delta, and all that is good. From a programmatic, administrative, operational perspective, we need to be doing plus deltas all the time. But in this critical moment, I think it's really important that we do take the time to take a step in. And then out of that, hopefully what can emerge is is really being an empathetic presence and potentially a a non-anxious presence. And I think that's what's going to carry us through the next hundred years. As we take a look back to the signal and the noise, what is something that you want people to remember, to take from this conversation? I would hope that we would take a moment to just reflect on our mission and that it's really grounded in being expressions of healing. Even the opening phrase of that mission statement is as expressions of God's healing love. So if we are in this work, this ministry as healers, it literally starts with you. The person Mm. listening right now, it starts with you. And that mission can continue to move on literally second by second, not just hour by hour or day by day. And that we all, as Providence, have a role to play, a very critical role to play, to serve the most vulnerable. And really, right now, maybe there's different stages here. We are all in a vulnerable state. Yes. So may we empathize with not just uh, one another, but really with the whole of the earth right now. I think these are consequential times, and our mission is really front and center in terms of bringing healing to those who need it most. Well, thank you. This has been a wonderful conversation. I look forward to continuing this and exploring some more ideas with you. Thanks so much for your time. Join us next time as we have more conversations.